this is Pastor John. This is DCE James. And this is the Catechast podcast, talking about the first commandment today. And uh, this is a very important one. I'd say the most important. Yes. Uh, and what is this first commandment? The first commandment with the, in the small catechism says, you shall have no other gods. And what does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Uh, let's break that down a little bit. Uh, yeah, the first commandment is so, so important, not just because it's first, uh, but Martin Luther says elsewhere, I believe in his large catechism. There is a large catechism, by the way. Oh, yeah. We're, we're working with the small one. Just the small one. Just the small no. one. But in the large catechism, he says that if you're able to keep the first commandment, you would keep all the other commandments. Um, and But then if you break this commandment, which is our experience as, as people, that we end up uh, breaking all the other commandments because mm -hmm. this first commandment is really rooted in our faith, our trust in God, and in our affections, what we love the most. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about what does it mean to fear, love, and trust in God? Like, what do those words even mean? Well, fear is definitely a big one that we try to don't understand fully of of knowing, oh, we think we need to be completely afraid of God. But really, it's about just this amazing respect mm -hmm. for him, this awe-inspiring respect of who God really is for us. Yeah, I think of like, I was recently in Colorado and I went to the Royal Gorge, and it's this, it's the world's, or the America's largest suspension bridge over the canyon. Mm. And when you stand and look over, you get that tingle up your spine of like, that's a long way down. Yeah. And there is a guardrail, but there's a healthy amount of respect and reverence and even mm -hmm. as you look over that, the, the side of that uh, in. And so, yeah, we're not supposed to run away from God. We're supposed to run to him. But we have a healthy uh, reverence and respect, recognizing yeah. that he is the source of life the creator of life. He's God. We're not. He sets the rules and the standards. He is the judge. We will be accountable to him. I think that's really what that means. And I think that's important these days, especially with our kids, because we could be tempted to have like a, a God light yeah. idea of God, where God is just kind of like a fluffy marshmallow. You know, he's just whatever yeah, you want whatever him to I be. Whatever I want him to be. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's Jesus is my <laughs> homeboy. Right. Yeah. Right. So. I can make him what I want him to make want him to be. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit now. Okay, fear, uh, love. Love is, is something that is our, our being. We, we put our attention, we put our, our life into those things that we love. And God wants it to be him for, mm -hmm. our, for our lives. Yeah, and I think even we have the idea of what motivates us, what like gets us out of bed in the morning. Yeah. It's what you love, and right. and so God wants to be the one that we set our affections on. And it's not because God needs our love; He actually doesn't. Um, but we need His love, and so he, and He is the most worthy center of the universe. Mm -hmm. I think of it as like a the solar system. You have the the sun, and all of the planets, you know, revolve around the sun as the center. And that's the way it is with God and us. God is the very center of everything, unapologetically. Yeah. And we as his creatures are, div are created to orbit around him, and he is our, our center. 
Right. And we thrive when we do that and we just, when we don't. Yeah, when our love is somewhere else, that throws everything out of whack pretty yep. quickly. Yep. yep, disorder follows. Mm -hmm. And I think we see that in our own lives and we see that in our kids' lives, things that they're struggling with in life are often a first commandment to Yeah. that their fear, their love, or their trust is elsewhere. Yeah. And then that final word, trust, um, it's an interesting word because in both Hebrew and in Greek, the, the languages that the Bible were written in, it, it's the same word for believe or to have faith. Yeah. Uh, believe or have faith or trust uh, in God's promises. Yeah. When we trust in something, we know that thing is going to keep its promises. Mm. And God is the only one that can completely keep his promises. Yeah. So how do we see God's love and his grace in this teaching? What, what's, how is God giving his goodness to us as he says first commandment? Well, he's allowing himself to be our God. Mm -hmm. He is coming to us to be our own God, not just somewhere that's far off, like, you know, the clockmaker of I'm going to set it and forget it and yeah. walk away. But he comes to be our God. He really wants to be involved in our lives. He's yeah. not like a distant, you know, just father who's just says, I don't want anything to do with you. God wants to be intimately involved in every detail of our life. And I think that sometimes it's easy for us to compartmentalize, right? Mm -hmm. To say, this is my God life, like in church or youth group yeah. or confirmation or the time I spend in prayer and then everything else is mine. But God says, no, actually, it's all mine. All mine, yeah. And I want to be a part of it, yeah. yeah. Now, this obviously doesn't mix well with the world and its message. And so what are some challenges in understanding or believing this teaching that our, our kids and our families? I'd say it's a lot of knowing what it means to, to trust in God, of what does that fully look like? Like you said, that we kind of say, well, God, you can have these parts of my life, mm -hmm. but I'm going to hold on to this and do it myself, my way. Yeah. And even recognizing, having our kids recognize that if you trust in God, it's not like life is always going to work out like you want it to. Because mm -hmm. sometimes we have this view of God that if I do my part, God does his part. If I pray on the regular, go to church, well, then he's going to bless me Yeah, in all these ways that make my life comfortable but you know sometimes even fearing loving and trusting in God can put us at odds with the world and even lead to yeah I think also a challenge here is that man there's there's a a whole list of gods out there mm. in the ancient world you would worship these idols that were like graven stone images or maybe gold or silver yeah but in our day, we don't really do that. And, and so it's easy maybe for our kids to say, oh, we don't worship idols. I worship the, the one true God. But the nature of sin is that anything good God created can become an idol mm -hmm. when we fear it, love it, and trust it more than God. Right. And so in Romans chapter 1, Paul says that the nature of sin is that, that we as human beings have uh, worshipped and, and glorified the created rather than the creator. And so uh, it's kind of like when I was a kid, I had these neighbors who would, are older than me, and they would come over and play with my toys. 
but not me. <laughs> or they, they actually took the batteries out of the toys and went home. <laughs> 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 uh, swipe. Uh, but it, we kind of do that with God sometimes. Like we want, yeah. we want God's stuff, but we don't want him. Mm-hmm. And we can even worship the blessings he gives as God. So, you know, what are some examples of th- some things that might capture our kids' hearts and become idols? When it comes to just things of this world that they need to push themselves for. So when it comes to like grades, when mm. it comes to sports, when it comes to relationships. Popularity. Right. Mm-hmm. Those things that say that kind of try and give people purpose, give them kind of a identity in their lives. Those are those are the kind of things that easily become mm-hmm. gods. Relationships. Yeah. Uh, status, you know, all the video mm-hmm. games. It could yeah. be anything. Any good thing can become an idol. And so, yeah, we have to, to really examine our hearts. And yeah. this is where the confession of our sins goes deep. Like, um, I disrespected my parents or, you know, I, I you know, caved into peer pressure or something. Mm-hmm. But rather, we're confessing the attitude of the heart that yeah. fears, loves, and trusts other. What are what would you say is the most relevant part of this commandment for a Christian teenager, for a middle schooler, for a high school student? What, what are maybe some conversation points that we could have if we just want to talk about this? Yeah, I'd say ask your kid where they put their trust, where they put their meaning. Where does their meaning come from? If their meaning comes from getting that perfect grade, if their meaning comes from being in that group of kids or wearing those perfect clothes, where where does it begin with the, mm. that meaning mm-hmm. in your life? And this is an uncomfortable question, but but it is worth asking. What would you be if what you loved most was taken away from? What if you woke up one day and you couldn't play football anymore? What yeah. if you woke up one day and you found out that you're not going to go to your dreams? Mm-hmm. What if you woke up and you weren't part of the in crowd anymore? Even though I think dating's a, not a great idea, and I convince me I'm wrong, but I, <laughs> I don't think it is. Let's say if that boyfriend or girlfriend, is, you know, dumps you hard. Yeah. Uh, what now? And 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 I think also just recognizing that our hearts are always going to be needing to be reoriented toward Christ. Yeah. We as human beings, our hearts are like cars with bad alignment. Mm-hmm. If we let go of the steering wheel, it's going to just go left or right. You know, yeah. We're going to just drift. Yeah. And so one of the things that the Holy Spirit does and that we ought to pray for is, is to have a heart continually in alignment with because yeah. he's the only one who can really satisfy our hearts. Yeah. Any Bible passages that would be good to look up and share as a family, maybe at the dinner, um, just at right before bed? A good one, I'd say, is John 6, uh, 68, where Peter is talking to Jesus, and Jesus is saying, hey, do you guys want to go too? But Peter says... Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hmm. That God is the one that has these, this true purpose, this true life, eternal life for us. 
mm -hmm. above anything else in our lives. Yeah, all these disciples were deserting Jesus, mm -hmm. and, and Peter said, Jesus, you're my anchor. Like, your words yeah. are my north star, right? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. Uh, how about one more? Then Psalm 111, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's that such a good verse. Yeah. yeah. That it's only by knowing God's amazing and awe-inspiring perfection can we know what wisdom is and what mm -hmm. true path is for our lives. Yeah, it kind of helps you have some humility and understand your place in life. Right. Which is the opposite of what our culture teaches, which is like you're the center of everything. It's all mm -hmm. about you. And it's like, well, actually the beginning of wisdom is to recognize you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, in closing, um, what could parents pray for their young uh, children, for their high schoolers? What, what could they pray for them with regard to this commandment? I'd say definitely to pray for that soft heart for mm. for the the children to know God as their savior to know God is their life for them that eternal life mm -hmm. that God is the one who is ultimately in control God is the one who is ultimately going to last and keep his promises mm -hmm. um beyond anything else. That's so important to mention because sometimes as parents, I know that, you know, we can often pray, dear God, just keep us safe and happy and healthy. Like help my mm -hmm. kids to do well in school. Please protect them. Help them to not make bad choices, right? Right. Don't let them embarrass me. <laughs> All those things. <laughs> and those are good things to pray and that I pray as a, as a parent. But, but also this deeper prayer of asking for God by his Holy Spirit to soften the heart and to protect them from the idols yeah. that could entangle them. Yeah. Right? Well, good. All right, well, we'll see you next time as we take a look at the second commandment.